Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us for another episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. I'm, I hope you're having a great week. I hope you have been blessed by God this week and that your life is going in the direction that you want it to go. I'm excited you joined us this week because we have a very exciting episode. It's an episode where we will navigate the differences between mindset and kingdom mindset. And Elizabeth was very excited about this episode because I, I always call her my little mindset queen because she loves to dig in mindset. Because she understands, if you're an entrepreneur, you probably understand this also, that mindset will unlock so many things in your life. Mindset is huge. So if you've been doing it for a while, the personal growth thing, the personal development thing, no doubt that you've heard the term mindset come up, okay? So what is mindset? Well, I went to the dictionary to find a, a quick definition. It is basically this. It is the established set of attitudes held by someone. That's pretty straightforward, Alice. Absolutely. So um, we, we just want to be clear that uh, this is really for entrepreneurs, Christian entrepreneurs, that are already working on their mindset, they're already into personal development, um, this is a podcast for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And you see, according to most experts, and, and we consider ourselves to be experts too, so we're in that, in that group, the strength of your mindset will be the key that unlocks much, if not all, of your success. Yep, it's actually proven that a strong mindset is much more important to your success than any combination of knowledge, ability, experience, or even skill. See, all these things are really important if you're going to have any type of success. But talent and skill and like Liz mentioned, knowledge and all these things can only take you so far. Your attitudes are determined by your mindset and it's your attitudes that will determine a much larger percentage of your success than all these other things so at thriving on purpose we are all about you our listeners having a strong and healthy mindset in fact like i said before like most experts we believe it is extremely important to your happiness and to your success however we felt that it was necessary to address the very important issue of mindset for the believer. The mindset of the Christian entrepreneur, because after all, that is what you are. And I believe, as a Christian entrepreneur myself, I believe that the Christian part is so much more important than the entrepreneur part, okay? So that defines you. Therefore, it is extremely important to know which mindset you should have. So why did we feel it was necessary to address this important issue of the mindset for the believer? Okay, why? Simply this. Because we have noticed a trend. The trend is simply this. 
the great need for developing a strong mindset has led Christian entrepreneurs into using the same teachings, tools, and methods as unbelievers. So why is this? Why, why do Christian entrepreneurs use the same mindset methods, tools, and teachings as unbelievers? That's a good question. Well, it's, it's a two-part answer, really. First of all, number one, is because these methods have a proven track record. They work. That's pretty straightforward. That's pretty simple. The, the mindset teachings that you will encounter in secular organizations or wherever, secular books, they work. It really empowers your mindset and makes, it, it makes you improve. It gives you that personal growth uh, that you need. Okay? So that's the first part. Number two, secondly, we've noticed that churches, pastors, Christian books, and religion... And when I use the word religion here, I, I mean more the, uh, the negative side of religion. For the most part, do not provide believers with many teachings on kingdom mindset, or even on mindset alone for that matter. And yet, the Bible itself tells us in Romans 12 2, you're all familiar with that verse, right? And we, we, we've all read it and said it and heard it. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And most often when we hear this verse, and I know as a Christian, as a believer, for, for longest time when I would hear this, this verse, my idea of transformation was very different than my idea of transformation today. Since I've been delving in personal growth and personal development, I've understood what type of transformation we're talking about here. It's not the type of transformation that, that basically makes you, as a Christian, say, I'm going to go to church more, I'm going to read my Bible more, I'm going to pray more, I'm going to, you know, doing the more, I guess we could say, religious activities more. I used to believe that. I used to, be, to believe that this transformation would make me into more of a Bible reader and more of a Bible uh, studier and regurgitator. And, and that was just wrong thinking. This type of transformation itself is much more than that. And religion has often proved inefficient in providing believers with ways to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, like the verse said. This renewing of the mind is supposed to, is supposed to be brought by a spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So the Holy Spirit provides you with this transformation. Plus, the, the, your will that also works with the Holy Spirit to pursue excellence, to pursue personal development, these will work together and renew your mind. So now that's the way I understand it today. And even more uh, so, and we'll delve into this as we go during this podcast. But unfortunately, the opposite of that is often taught in churches. Let me explain, okay? We are too often taught love in churches, Absolutely. They talk about it all the time. Love your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you'll invite him to the next church service next Sunday so they can hear the gospel. <laughs> That's our definition of loving your neighbor. But we don't hear that much about power or a sound mind. We don't hear that much about that. Okay? There's a little story I want to tell you guys. One Sunday, as they were exiting church, it's a joke, by the way. Okay? I don't tell jokes often on this show, but bear with me. One Sunday, as they were exiting church, a middle-aged woman said to her husband, Do you think that Nicholson girl is tinting her hair? I didn't even see her, admitted the husband. 
And that skirt the pastor's daughter was wearing, continued the woman. Don't tell me you thought that was suitable attire for a young mother. I'm afraid I didn't notice that either, said the husband. Huh, said the woman. A lot of good it does you going to church. This is a joke, but for, for many believers, and I use the word loosely here, that's what church boils down to. That's how for much. Some, yeah. That's for yeah, and I know my listeners are not. You know, you guys are not part of this, but they're you know like my my wife calls them pew warmers. You know, the, the, the Christians are Christian by name and not really. They're there for the social club. They're there for the social club, and you know you got to question their salvation. But anyway, I just, I thought it was I just added in that. So unfortunately, for some religious people, that's pretty much all they learn in church. Okay. But for some who are a bit more than religious, they still have to deal with bad religious thought or how could I, how could I put this? Unbiblical thinking or ungodly thinking. And it can be very subtle. It can come in your life very subtly. And oftentimes when we fall into that trap, we actually think we're spiritual or that we're, we're godly. And, yeah, we're, and, we're talking mostly about man-made um, traditions and ways of thinking that are unbiblical, but they there's a lot of things that we don't even realize that we're taught, and we're we're we hear it over and over again, so we think it's biblical, but yeah. when you actually research it in scripture, it's not. Exactly. So there's a lot of beliefs, a lot of mindset work done on us in some churches that are very very religious. And that takes away from God's word and what God's trying to teach us and how he's trying to help us with our mindset. Exactly. And, and I'll give you a few examples here. I jotted down. Okay. Uh, and these are things that many of us have encountered in religion. And when I say religion, I'm not saying walking with God. So <laughs> two very di different yeah, and, things here. Okay. And it's not some people, you know, some pastors that teach these things. It's because they truly believe that they're going to be more godly yeah. by thinking this they're way. They're sincere. They're sincere. And I used to be one of them. So I'm not dissing anybody who has to deal with those uh, kind of thoughts or beliefs. Okay. So here's some of them. For example, poverty is a virtue. Right. Sometimes in certain churches, certain circles, we, we think that someone who is poor is more virtuous. Why? Because there is another example. Christians should be poor because Jesus was poor. That's another way of, of, of how corrupt thinking might take root in our hearts and minds. You know, we think, oh, well, Jesus was poor or we assume that he was poor. <laughs> you know, we don't know exactly what kind of lifestyle he led. We know he wasn't rich. That's we know that. But, but was he middle class? Was he bottom middle class? Was he really, really poor? You know, I mean, that could be debatable even if when you go and you delve deep in scripture. Uh, another one that we hear all the time. We are just sinners saved by grace. I've heard that one so many times. It's one of the saddest things because sinners saved by grace is what you were on the day of your salvation. Afterwards, your status changes because God's uh, giving you a new status and a new reality and he sees you differently through Jesus Christ. So you're a whole new creature after your salvation. So it was for one day you were a sinner saved by grace, yes. But many believers keep walking in that mindset. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I don't deserve anything. Uh, God have mercy on me. I, uh, you know, like they still think of themselves as paupers and yet they are kings. 
So that's another uh, bad thing. Uh, another one is God loves us, but he doesn't really need us. I fell for that one for the longest time. For the longest time, I believed in God's great love for me, but I didn't think he needed me until I started researching the scripture and understanding that actually because he loves me, he needs me. <laughs> and that changes a lot of your perspective and a lot. It brings kingdom mindset to a whole new level. Okay. Another one that we hear is God is good. Ah, that's a cliche. God is good. And the other person says what, Liz? All the time. All the time. God is good all the time. And yet, even though God is good, your cancer, the death of your child, and the loss of your job were all part of his will. Well, I'm sorry. How do you reconcile that with God is good? Seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm all for sanctification. I believe in it. I believe that God sanctifies us to, through circum, life circumstances. But I don't believe he brings about bad things. Okay, that's the devil that does that. Okay, the, your own flesh might do that when you're led into temptation and doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing. So the consequences of your sins does that. But God doesn't do that. But see, we believe. We say God is good, and yet we believe the, those things are brought by Him. Another, uh, I guess you could say, religious thinking or religious uh, uh, lingo we hear is miracles and healings were just for the times of the apostles. Wow, really? And you walk with that God? You think it's cool and changes lives? Really? I heard a pastor once, he, he was talking and he was saying, if you go to a church where they teach that miracles and healings were a thing of the past for the apostles, he said, get out of that church. And you know what? I agree with that. I agree with that because it's just going to sift your life from the miraculous. It's going to sift your life from belief and hope and expecting God to act miraculously in your life, which is... I guess Jesus called it, Jesus called the healings in one of the passages in scriptures the bread of the children. The bread of the children. God wants to give you bread. He wants to nourish you. So all of these I just wanted to mention in passing because this is religious thinking. Okay, I just wanted to address it in passing. I don't, I don't want to delve deep in that today. Uh, I, I might address it during the year. I probably will. But like, all I can say is this. This kind of thinking, this kind of religious mindset does not help to build a healthy mindset, much less a strong kingdom mindset. Absolutely. So because of this, many Christian entrepreneurs who want to develop their mindsets turn to other teachings outside of scriptures. Some of these are good, some of these are not so good, and some are very worldly. But that's the minority. Okay, because we want you to understand as we, as we go through this podcast today, we don't want you to think that we're dissing mindset. Actually, it's the complete opposite. If you've done nothing but mindset, you're in a much better position than any believer who's been uh, sitting in church pews doing, um, you know, just no, reading their Bibles 24-7. Uh, I'm not saying that reading your Bible is not good, but if you don't understand how to use Scripture and all you do is read Scripture, you know, you're probably not going to show some fruit. So, I really want you to understand this, okay? Secular and teachings that are outside the scriptures and methods for developing a strong mindset work for anyone and everyone. So, I want to make that clear. They work, okay? 
So I'm not dissing the efficiency of secular mindset here, or secular mindset uh, teachings, uh, um, you know, personal growth uh, seminars or whatever. They they work. They're really really good, and they're gonna make you uh, reach a level of excellence that you probably never thought you would otherwise. Okay, so they do work. They work for male and female, for rich or poor, black or white. They work. Mindset teaching is no respecter of persons. And that is why they are sought out and so popular. So what does this mean? Well, it works for the atheist. It works for the agnostic. It works for the Buddhist, for the Muslim. And it works for the Christian as well. And you know what? That's what I'm getting at. That is what I'm getting at here. That's the problem. So what do I mean by that? How is that a problem? If it works for everyone, it's a universally good thing. Yes, but here's the thing. You are a believer. You've been given more than all the other people. You're God's chosen. You're God's called. You were given more. You become sons of God once you accept Jesus Christ and you are saved. You become a heir, an inheritor, an ambassador of Christ. You are higher positionally than other people. So, here's the thing. As someone who's higher positionally in the eyes of God, when you use patterns and teachings and, and methods that work for everyone else, you're kind of giving yourself a demotion in a way. You know? And I'm not saying... Again, I'm not saying don't do mindset anymore. What I'm going to try to show you today is that there is, is something that you can add to a regular mindset that can greatly transform your life. Okay? So the Bible says to not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed. So the Bible tells us that we, the believers, are sanctified. The word sanctified means set apart. We are set apart. God set us apart. He gave us a different, a different calling. He gave us a different way to think and do things because we are under His government. So we're not operating under the old government of the world anymore. We're operating under God's way of doing things once we come to salvation in Jesus Christ. Okay? So let me ask you this question. If believers use mindset methods that can work for anyone, isn't that in a way conforming, like the verse says, to the patterns of this world? If believers use mindset teachings to apply to their daily lives that also work for Muslims, atheists, and don't kid yourself, they also work for Satanists and Luciferians, okay? Isn't this conforming to the patterns of this world? You're called to a higher level of living, okay? A higher level of empowerment. And until you understand this, you're not going to get the shift. Because as a believer, you have access to riches. You have access to power that the unbeliever doesn't have access to. So therefore, your mindset should be different. It should operate differently, okay? So keep this in mind. Most of the mindset teachings you will encounter on your personal growth journey are based, in general, on great values and offer very good and wholesome outlooks. And they have helped 
countless people. And I just want to make that clear once again, because since the beginning I've been re-emphasizing this, so I'm, I just want you to understand that I'm not saying that regular mindset is worldly and bad and kingdom mindset is good. I'm saying basically regular mindset is good, but if you want to be great, go with kingdom mindset because that's what you're called to be as a believer, okay? So you, you're, you're called to live on a different sphere, a different level, and operate under a different government, which is gonna give you access to different, different power source, as we will see as we go through the 10 questions later, okay? So, as I said, these things are good that you're taught in mindset, okay? They work for anybody, but we must be careful. We must be careful when we use these tools and teachings and stuff like that. Most of them, I would say, are good at about, I don't know, 97% Liz? Yeah, because I mean, there, there's there a lot of great danger, stuff there. There is a danger because there, there are some teachings that are more focused on self and um, even on some, you know, principles that are more like Buddhist and... Um, you meditative, know, meditative for, for like from and, the, and like yeah, ancient from oriental yeah, yeah exactly so some of that stuff you have to be careful with say so yeah, like first uh, john chapter 4 verse 5 says this so these teachers or these writers which teach very good things okay but it says they are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them i remember one day i was in a in a meeting it was a, I was with the Toastmasters at the time, and uh, we had uh, we were all assembled together, and we were discussing. We were supposed to go in front and talk about books that had greatly influenced us. And uh, I'm a guy who is quite well read. I, I read a lot of books, and uh, I know what books are out there. So to my surprise, the first two people who came up front mentioned the same book, and it was a book I'd never heard before. <laughs> I was like, "What is that book?" And then the third person that goes up front says, oh, that book, oh, yeah, that book, that book, that's influenced my life, it's changed my life. So the, book, the book in question was The Power of Now. And um, I had never heard of The Power of Now, okay? But the first three people who'd come in front to talk about their favorite book that they were reading these days was The Power of Now. And uh, I think The Power of Now has something over like, I don't know, 10 to 15,000 reviews on Amazon or something like that. It's completely insane. Millions of copies sold, million, millions and millions sold across the world. And I got the opportunity to listen to The Power of Now eventually, eventually uh, through a friend of mine who had given me an audio version of the book. And uh, maybe I'm just not deep enough. I, I'm probably not deep enough. <laughs> I was bored to tears. I mean, I was really definitely bored to tears. And I, all I saw was, this is Buddhism repackaged in a, in a nice, neat, modern package. It was Buddhism. And yet, they, they, they embraced it. And, they, and, you know, there's a saying that says, if you read what everyone else is reading... You're going to do what everybody else does. <laughs> you're going to think, <laughs> you're gonna what, think every what everybody else thinks, right? You're going to think just like everybody else thinks. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a trend, really, in the world. that People read all the same stuff. And uh, anyway, I just didn't find anything fascinating with that book. Maybe it's because I'm Christian. Maybe, maybe it's because, like I said earlier, maybe I'm just not deep enough. I just didn't get it. I didn't get the, 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 the folly over that book. Anyway, uh, I respect the, 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 the fact that they liked it and, and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't criticize any of them. I was, I was fine. But uh, I just noticed that. And I was like, oh, look at that. 
Yeah, well, exactly, because it's not inspired from the same source, source and values and truths that that we um, Christians go about, you know, how we live our lives. And I just want to uh, talk about what we said previously to that. Um, just to give you an example, when we're talking about certain uh, personal development teachers that, that do trainings, um, they'll teach you things that are a little off course for Christians. Um, when we had started our journey of personal development, we listened to a lot of John Maxwell because we knew that uh, fun- fundamentally his values were Christian. Like a lot of what he says is not taught to a Christian audience, but we know where he got a lot of his content. Exactly. We know uh, that a lot of them are from biblical values and principles, right? Yeah. So that's why we we had embraced a lot of his teachings and Jim Rohn and different people that when you start listening to them and you get to know them, you realize that they have a strong faith base. Les Brown is another one. And um, for example, when I started listening to Wayne Dyer, then things shifted. I said, oh, okay, like there's a lot of these teachings that I'm not saying everything was bad. I'm just saying that certain quotes, certain things make sense. But a lot of what was transpiring, a lot of his content was coming through Eastern values. religions. Exactly. And, yeah. And so that right away just bothered my spirit. And I just felt like, no, this no. is not going to edify my soul. This is not going to help me go in the direction I want to. I don't feel like this is helping me spiritually in any way. And I really believe that you know, when you're when you're listening to content, you have to be careful of that because um, you're listening to a lot of personal development. It's, you know, um, filtering your mind. You have to make sure that it's stuff that is uh, with the same values that you aspire to. Yeah. Uh, so basically to go back to that verse, once again, 1 John 4, 5 says, they are from the world and they for, therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. Yeah. But you are not like them. Okay, you are not of the world, so you're so so. A regular mindset helps anybody or everybody, but you are not anybody. You're not like everyone. You have been redeemed and sanctified for a purpose. You are not. Now let me repeat that. You are not of the world. John chapter fifteen verse nineteen. Jesus reminds reminds us of that fact. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. It was even worse back then. <laughs> Today, I mean, you say you're a Christian, people don't even bat an eye. You might get persecuted once in a while here and there. You know, I'm talking about in the West here, I'm not talking about in the East. Quite a different ballgame over there. Uh, and 1 Peter 2.9 says this, Okay, to show you the difference here, who you are. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Never forget who you are. You march to the beat of a different drummer. So your mindset should be different. It should be based on his beat. On the Word of God okay so what you need as a Christian entrepreneur is not a strong mindset what you need as a Christian entrepreneur is a strong kingdom mindset you see the difference I hope we're, we're getting through to you here okay I'm trying to get you to, to think on a different level 
So today we'll examine the major differences between a strong mindset as taught in traditional personal growth, which, let me repeat again, is a good thing. If you've been doing that, don't, don't quit. It's, it's, it's good. But you need to go higher, okay? You know, digging deeper to go higher. That's our motto here, okay? Digging deeper. So today we're digging deeper. We want you to go higher. <laughs> so we're going to show the difference between a strong mindset and a strong kingdom mindset, which should be yours as a Christian entrepreneur. So to that end, we will compare the two by asking 10 questions. So are you ready, guys? Let's begin. Number one, what is it about? A strong mindset is about who you believe you are and what you believe you can accomplish as a result. And a strong kingdom mindset is about who you really are and what you are called to accomplish as a result. You see the slight differences here? And we're going we're gonna to see, you're going to see there's subtle differences that's in some of these questions. And in, in others, it's more flat, it's more out there. You're going to see like, oh, that's, I can see the difference right away. But this is kind of more uh, muddled a little bit. Okay. So a strong mindset is all about who you believe that you are and what you believe you can accomplish as a result. Like uh, we're talking personal development, that saying by uh, uh, Ford, Henry Ford, huh? whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Right. That's mindset, <laughs> right? And it's good. It's good. I love that quote. It's good. But a strong kingdom mindset is not about who you believe or what you believe you can. It's about who you really are as stated by God and what you are called to accomplish because of who you are as he says it in his word. It's a whole new sphere. It's a whole new uh, stratosphere of doing things. Right. Number two, what is its main doctrine? Strong mindset doctrine teaches that you can do all things. It teaches that limits are only in your mind. Right, we encountered that a lot. Strong kingdom mindset teaches that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. See the difference? It teaches that limits can be overcome through faith because nothing is impossible to God. Not to you, to God. See the differences again between mindset and kingdom mindset. Okay? I hope you're, I hope you're getting this. This is good stuff. Number three, what makes it stronger? A strong mindset is reinforced through motivation, positive self-talk, positive self-image, positive affirmations, and a steady diet of personal growth. All good things. All good things. A strong kingdom mindset is reinforced by reading scriptures, which are the words of God, meditating on scriptures, which are the words of God, and speaking scriptures out loud, which are the words of God. And if you take the time to listen to those who, um, you know, those teachers out there who've had tremendous results like Jack Canfield or Tony Robbins who teach mindset okay and they talk about uh, daily affirmations doing the thing they get results it works but when you take the time to listen to guys like Miles Monroe 
who teach kingdom, who understand kingdom, who taught uh, rehearsing or saying with your mouth the words of God. Uh, Charles Caps is another one that I'm listening to these days. You see the difference. How things manifest in their lives both hinge on the miraculous, but one, there's a difference between seeing things manifest in your life and seeing things manifest in your life as you are walking with God. There's a difference there. It's, it's stronger. It's, you're living in another stratosphere, like I said earlier. Okay. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, when Jesus was being tempted by the devil, every single time he used scriptures and he quoted directly from Deuteronomy, which is interesting. He chose only one book. <laughs> he went to only one book, Deuteronomy, and he, he just won the fight. He always began by, re re uh, not rebuking, but uh, replying to the devil, it is written, and then out loud, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now that verse we've heard many times, but have you ever meditated on the power behind that verse? I used to think that that meant I need to read my Bible more. You know, that's when I used to be religious. But when I began understanding that every word that comes from the mouth of God has power and life. And when you start using those words verbally, verbally like I'm doing now, talking them out, talking them out of your mouth, miracles will happen. For by your words, your words, not what you write, not what you read, your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. That's what Matthew 12:37 says. Okay? So guess what? If you make God's words your own by first reading, second meditating, and finally speaking them, speaking, you will develop a strong kingdom mindset. It goes together. So God says of his own word in Isaiah 55 verse 11, my word that goes out from my book, no, that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And, and this is interesting because we are created in the image of God. So if, if God says that his words that he speaks will go and accomplish their purpose, well, since you are created in the image of God and you are redeemed and you are positioned in Christ to have great favor from God, when you speak words that are from heaven, his word, there's some tremendous, it, this is dynamite, there's tremendous power in that. So if you make his words your own, you will see powerful results in your life. Absolutely. That brings us to number four. What is it used for? A strong mindset is used to live out your potential, reach your goals and dreams, and to help others in the process. There is nothing wrong with that. These are very good. These are very good indeed. But a strong kingdom mindset is used to reach your full potential and purpose for God's kingdom and glory and to bless others by pointing them to God in the process. Do you see how God ties that bow? It's a bow that he goes all around and ties up. There's no loose ends with God's word. No loose ends with God's purpose for your life. There are no loose ends when you walk with God. And that's the thing. Uh, for, for those secular teachings, there's always some loose ends. And only God's 
life that is given through, to us through His Spirit and God's Word ties up those loose ends. Arrhenius, the church father, said this, For the glory of God is the living man, and the life of man is the vision of God. That is a powerful saying, a powerful statement from a church father. For the glory of God is the living man, and the life of man is the vision of God. Some have mistranslated this saying by kind of shortening it and going with it, saying like this, The glory of God is in man fully alive. Well, I'll tell you what, whether this is a mistranslation or not, there is much truth in that last part I just said. The glory of God is in man fully alive. And I believe that Christian entrepreneurs, if they have a kingdom-centered mindset, will be fully alive. You're going to make yourself fully, fully alive by fully tapping into that, that power source that God has for you. And, Jesus, the, and the motivation yeah. that you seek is not so hard to propel you into that direction because God is Behind driving it. you. Yeah. It's not your man-made, it's his driven mo motivation that's pushing yourself out of bed. Give you a simple ex explanation, a simple example. If you're a teenager and you have a, a little weekend job and you want to buy yourself a car, it's going to be much longer if you say, I'm going to put my money aside, I'm going to buy myself a car, then if you're a teenager and your dad says, I'm proud of you, son, I love you, son or daughter, and uh, at graduation, I'm giving you a car. Do you get the difference? That's the difference. So this is what it does to be kingdom-minded. You have a father in your corner <laughs> that is yeah. willing to give you his promises. And when you read these promises through the word, it strengthens your faith in these promises. And as you strengthen your faith in these promises, guess what? You're able to pray powerful prayers that manifest the gifts and the glory of God in your life. It all goes together. It's a cycle. Anyway, we'll get to this more during this coming year. We'll, we'll, we'll delve into that a, a, a lot more. Uh, Jesus put it this way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So in other words, that's what it's used for. That's what kingdom mindset is used for. Okay, And the Apostle Peter put it this way. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves through the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That's 1 Peter 4.11. So that's how it should be used. That's how kingdom mindset should be used. To glorify God. Okay? To reach your full potential and purpose and give him the glory in the process. Exactly. And that brings us to number five. Who does it serve? A strong mindset serves you, your work, and others. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's actually a wonderful thing. When you have someone who's doing some mindset development, they're doing that, they're going to have great results and they're going to be a good asset for you on your team or your company or whatever. Okay? A strong kingdom mindset serves God, you, and God's kingdom on the earth for the sake of others. Now, do you see what it encompasses? Encompasses, <laughs> encompasses yeah. It encompasses. It goes so much farther, so much farther. See, uh, I was discussing earlier with Lizzie 
this reality of mindset versus uh, kingdom mindset, the differences and, and you know the good and, and, and the good on both camps and what um, and uh, what I w- what I realize is, is that regular mindset is tailor made for and I, I'm going to say this kind of unfortunately to perform at your highest in a fallen world. A kingdom mindset does that but also and then some. So it enables you to amass treasure in heaven, give some of that treasure back to others in the process while on earth, and exercise your authority and your dominion as you serve God and glorify Him in the process and get people to be attracted to Him. Yeah, and all the all this is done with His help. That's mm-hmm. a difference. So the question like that says, who does it serve? Well, both mindsets teach servant leadership, which is an awesome thing. However, kingdom mindset gives you the bigger picture in doing so, like I just said. For example, uh, companies like Chick-fil-A or Buck Knives, which are Christian companies that are very verbal about their faith, that distribute uh, uh, papers or verses or tracts, will go, uh, will go on the news, talk about God, whatever. They're not shy at all about their faith. They're verbal about it. So they use their companies as platforms to point others to God and to glorify Him in the process. So if you ask the, the founder of Chick-fil-A what his purpose is, he won't tell you it's to sell chicken burgers to feed people. He's going to tell you that I use my company to have an impact to not only get them to, to enjoy you know good food and have a good time, but also our company culture transcends that. They they get to hear they, like when they when they take a stand or when they go on the media or when he goes and speaks to churches or organizations, they hear the word of God. They see the glory of God in his entrepreneurship. Very different. And I told the story of when I bought uh, when I got a buck knife as a gift. How I was surprised to see a, a paper, a little kind of like a tract that was given in the box that told of why they do what they do. They basically said what their why was. And they were mentioning how they want to follow God and glorify Him in their business, mm. which was awesome. Which was really nice, yeah. Yeah. So even if companies like that serve secular products, their culture is a kingdom culture because they have developed a kingdom mindset. Right. That brings us to number six. What is it based on? A strong mindset is based on your conviction about what you tell yourself, building belief in yourself. Yeah, that's what it's based on. But a strong kingdom mindset is based on your conviction about what God tells you about yourself. So you're basically building belief in what God's word says you are. So you see, when it's God that defines who you are, it says, here's what you are. You know, you're, you're, you're my son. You are my, an ambassador for Christ. You're a king, you're a priest, and, and, and on and on. The list is long, long. There's so many verses that tell us of our new position in Christ. That's true empowerment. But regular mindset is about what you tell yourself that you are. And, and, and some of that might be very true. You know, you might tell yourself of what you are, and it's really what you are. But it's tougher to believe it when it comes from you than when it comes from the authority of God. So the world, the word of God is filled with great scriptures about who you are as believers, about your inheritance, your calling, your value, your sonship, etc. If you feed on that, 
and repeat that verbatim every day. I'm telling you, these affirmations will change your life. You're going to walk like a king. You're going to think like a king. You're going to think like a son of God. You're going to walk like a son of God. You won't have to push yourself or motivate yourself or try to convince yourself of what you are because you will know who you are. That's what it's based on. That's what kingdom mindset is based on. That brings us to number seven. How does it perceive rest? A strong mindset understands rest as necessary, but sometimes as a hindrance to accomplishing more. It sees it as something to do sparingly. It can also, in some cases, engender some degree of guilt or even workaholism. So we've experienced that, um, and many of you probably have as well, when you're um, focusing on your personal development, you're working on your mindset, uh, a lot of it is action-focused. and um, Which is all great, by the way. Again, let us reiterate, this yeah. is really great. But, but, yeah, that's the kind of danger is that at one point you can feel like, you're not allowed to rest. You're just you just feel guilty because you know that there's something else that you're supposed to be doing. Uh, you know, you just feel like there's not enough hours in a day to accomplish it all. And we've been there. We've you know done crazy hours. And uh, you know, Sebastian's you know was doing his full time job plus doing the podcast plus other things, um, all for thriving on purpose. And, you know, at one point, you, you burn the you candle forget, at both ends. If you, you forget if that careful. rest is important because you're just so focused on, yeah, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. And you, you just you don't rest. Right. So this is for me. This was huge. When I started studying kingdom mindset, I realized that it was OK to rest because God was working with me because uh, I was fulfilling his purpose because he was helping me in a different way when I started to to study this and uh, apply it. And so that gave me a sense of, oh, you know, finally, I don't have to like do this all by myself. And it allowed me to give myself a break to rest. And I can tell you, I saw the transition uh, in my wife, who is extremely disciplined, extremely disciplined. She's a hard worker, very disciplined. Uh, a, a lover of uh, mindset teachings and mindset development. She's a lover of that. She loves it. But when she began studying kingdom and how God will pick up, I guess you could call it, pick up the slack of our weaknesses or, or, or our, of, of what we didn't get to do or whatnot, when she began understanding that, that rest was okay, actually was necessary, you could actually even see her posture changed. The stress that... that fell off our shoulders, her shoulders was just amazing. She was much more relaxed and she had a sense of joy and uh, she, she put so much less pressure on herself to accomplish what she needed to do. And for you, it kind of did a, a, a different reaction. It encouraged you more. It encouraged because me. Because it felt like less like... It gave were, me wings yeah. beneath. Yeah, because I, I was... Yeah, it gave me wings. It's like, hey, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> it made me. It gave me hope. Alone. It gave me hope. It gave me uh, the expectancy of a miracle. The expectancy to see God act on my behalf in a mighty way. An excitement as well. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Liz gave the gave the first part. How does it perceive rest? She gave the regular mindset. A strong kingdom mindset now 
understands rest as necessary and as a blessing. Now, how many of you see rest as a blessing? Well, maybe when you go to bed at night, you're like, oh, I love my bed, it feels so good. <laughs> That's okay, we see that as a blessing too. But, you know, it sees it as something to do by faith in order to glorify God on a weekly basis. We did an episode not too long ago on the Sabbath and the importance of a weekly day of rest as entrepreneurs. If you want to go back and listen to that, you're going to gain great insight into God's Word of what God says about the Sabbath. And a strong kingdom mindset also understands that rest is necessary because it sees rest as something that brings fruit to your labor, not as something that takes away from your labor. See, that's the difference. When you're in regular mindset and you rest, you see this as, while I'm resting, I'm not getting anything done. When you're in kingdom mindset, you see not only rest as a necessary thing, but you're seeing this as something that God will bless and bring fruit to your business. So it's kind of like opposite, in the opposite way. Yeah, and I've seen that happen a lot with mompreneurs. Um, a lot of uh, women that are working from home have this guilt to be with their kids because they know that they could be doing some other activity that's uh, you know, income related, and they so they put themselves in this position of guilt, and that is because they fully believe that it all solely depends on only what they have to do as action, and it's never enough. There's never enough hours, especially if you're going to take time to be with your kids. Then you feel like, oh, well, th these two hours, you know, I can't do this, and other people that don't have kids are doing this, and they're making more money and whatnot, it never ends, right? So understanding how God's going to help you with your mindset and how he has your back and how, how he's working with you, you understand that it's okay to rest with your children, that he actually wants you to be involved with their life and upbringing and that, you know, the rest will just um, work itself. I'm not saying you, you don't apply any action. Obviously, you do have a certain amount of, amount of hours you need to work and do the action but you won't feel as bad if you did for example I don't know uh, a five-hour day of work instead of you know nine or ten mm -hmm. because you you chose you know to be with your kids and doing a little less yeah I found that in secular teachings on mindset uh, <laughs> I mean, some books out there, if you were to listen to their blueprint, uh, you would be busy so many, so many hours during the day just grinding and pushing and pushing and, and growing and doing. And, and getting up at crazy hours when your kids kept you up all night. Yeah. And, and, um, and all, for all like, kinds of reasons. <laughs> in, in all honesty, we did another podcast uh, on the subject of um, not letting your business ruin your marriage. And... Unfortunately, it can be a, a double-edged sword, the mindset thing, for, for some uh, entrepreneurs who are too much the doers and the action-oriented people. It takes them away from rest and recreation, which is necessary. You yeah. need time with your family. You need downtime with your spouse. You, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if all you are about is your business and your work and your business and your work, now, you know, what they say, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's finish with this uh, rest, uh, the thing about rest. So a strong kingdom mindset believes Jesus when he says in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, and I used to interpret this a certain way as a, as a believer. I thought it was just for my soul, just for my soul, just for my soul. But now I understand it's not just for my soul. The verse where Jesus says, come to me. 
all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, you'll find rest for your souls, but there's going to be rest that, are, that is actually physical in nature too, because God wants to bless you in the things that you are not able to do on your own. Okay? So there's stuff that you might at the end of the day be like, I didn't do enough. I don't feel like I did enough. Guess what? God's going to pick up that slack if you pray, if you, if you immerse yourself in His Word and you pray His Word, you're going to see results and you're going to see Him lift, do the heavy lifting for you in some things that are going to amaze you. And Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22 says this. I love, by the way, I love this verse. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. Now, if there's a verse in all the scriptures that go against what we're taught in mindset, it's that one. And and I don't, like I said, I don't want to diss mindset, but when you have verses like that in the scriptures, it's time to pause and think and go like, hmm. What does this mean? What does this mean <laughs> for me as a believer? What does this mean? Like, what? Maybe I'm just like running the, the rat race. Maybe I'm this hamster in a, an unending wheel. <laughs> Running, 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 running. Maybe I should just ooh, take a breather here. Because, hey, if I ask God to bless me, or if I, if I do what is requ required of me by Him, He's going to pick up, He's going to do some heavy lifting for me, and I'm going to see some amazing things happen in my life. Absolutely. Without, without painful toil for it. And I love that. I love that last part. Because we, we do a lot of painful toils as entrepreneurs. And we have to question that. What, who are we? Like, what, what kind of, uh, what level are we operating on? Am I operating on the earth curse system, the fallen world system? Or am I operating on God's level of kingdom thinking? Okay? And I'm not saying be lazy. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Got to be hard workers. But you also have to be balanced. Exactly. Number eight. What does it believe concerning your results? A strong mindset believes that your results all depend on you. It also teaches you to make no excuses, never, ever, ever. Not ever. That is the capital sin of mindset. Don't ever make any excuses. <laughs> right. and, and it's been hard at times for us uh, as, as parents of three young children. And it's so easy to blame the kids. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, sometimes. So yeah, I, can't, I can't do this. I, my kid, you call it, call the client. My kid, I uh, got a, I can't, I can't, I can't show up for the time we said we agreed upon. Yeah, we have to change our lingo. <laughs> my kid, my kid, my kid. So, <laughs> but no excuses ever. However, a strong kingdom mindset believes that it all depends on your effort, your mustard seed faith, and God's response to both of those. Now you see the balance here. Your effort. Plus your mustard seed faith. Notice I didn't see I didn't say watermelon seed. I said mustard seed, and we have here a a little uh, knickknack that I bought. A uh, coin. Yeah, it's a coin. A mustard. It's a mustard seed in the center. Okay, and it says all things are possible around it. And when you look at that mustard seed, it's just amazing. It puts the parable. And the teaching of Jesus in perspective. Because but let me tell you, when you look, you take a good look, a good glance at that mustard seed, you just see how small it is. And yet what it can accomplish in your life when you understand what it is to 
plant that seed of faith and see God grow that into a mighty tree of blessing. So kingdom says effort plus your faith and God's response to both. That's kingdom mindset concerning your results. Kingdom work ethic shifts its effort not to doing more, but to seeking more. You know, remember what the, what Jesus said in, in the Sermon on the Mount. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. So stop worrying about the material stuff. Seek the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So that's what we're teaching today. We're teaching you a part of the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto you. Right. Because mindset focuses on the aim that more makes everything better. So more effort, more hours, more sweat, more numbers, more sales, more personal development, more, more, more. Jim Rohn states it this way. If you want more, you have to become more. And you know, a lot of that is good, like we were saying. I because, love Jim Rohn. I because love Because there's a lot of that, a lot of those things you can apply to, you know, example, exercising more obviously will make you more fit. And, yeah. you know, um, reading your Bible more will help you spiritually. And there's all kinds of things that you can do more and more of, right? More sales brings more money. So strong mindset entails painful toil and sweat, the more the better in general. Like yeah. when we're talking... We're talking more of the negative side of that. Yeah, yeah and it's not, it's not really negative. There's nothing wrong with hard work. I mean, it's actually a great virtue to have to be a hard worker as a Christian entrepreneur. But That's when it becomes being, too much, you, you yeah. kind of feel it. I mean, you know your limits, right? Let's be honest. When it becomes too much, we, we start wondering what we're caught into. <laughs> we start looking at our lives like, I don't know. It's just, my <laughs> wife just left with her suitcases and my kids won't talk to me anymore. I'm just going to keep doing this thing. I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it. No, maybe it's time to pause and reflect. <laughs> maybe you're doing too much painful toil and sweat here. So there's, there's an amount of painful toil and sweat that just becomes too much, okay? A strong kingdom mindset entails do all that you can to the best of your ability and then rest under the yoke of Jesus for the balance, okay? So, so that's the, the difference between uh, mindset and kingdom mindset. So there, there's no, like the more, 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 eventually you just say, God, have all this. I've done, I've done my part this week or I've done my part today or I've done as, as best as I could today. You handle the rest. And you, you can pray for that prayer of faith and, and plant a seed if you have to. And we'll talk about that later this year as well. But, yeah. And I, you know, like just to give you an example, I've known some people that have really pushed themselves to the limit. They have kids and they barely sleep. And they're doing crazy amount of hours, seven days a week, and it never ends. And then all of a sudden, they develop all kinds of illnesses and diseases and cancers. And you're yeah. like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Eventually, you know? you're like, whoa, dude. Or, you know, you're, it's you're like hurting too yourself much. Here. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's too much. So that brings us to number nine. How does it perceive the source of riches? A strong mindset perceives riches as a side effect of what you make of yourself. The more valuable you become, the more you will earn. And I love this number nine because there's a real uh, difference between both, as you're going to see. Like you're going to see one really operates in the natural, and one the other one really operates in the, the government of God and what we call the supernatural. You know, I, I don't like calling supernatural anymore, but because for a believer, what we call the supernatural should become your natural. 
And I've been telling that to, to my wife for the last couple of weeks. I said, you know what? What we believe to be supernatural, or what we used to believe to be supernatural, should become our natural. Because that's who we are in Christ, okay? So a strong kingdom mindset perceives riches as a side effect of what you make of yourself, okay? But also as God's inheritance bestowed upon you by birthright and made available to you through faith by asking. You are intrinsically valuable and already wealthy as a citizen of God's kingdom. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 17 and 18 says this. Now you may, and this really refers, this passage I'm going to read now, really refers to uh, how mindset perceives the source of your riches. Check this out. It's really interesting. So Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18 says this. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your ancestors as it is today. Now, isn't that, a, isn't that a whopper of a passage? This is like saying, look, your wealth that you have produced, don't forget God when you're enjoying it. Don't forget God. And much of it will come to you without difficult toil and sweat, as God reminded His people in Joshua chapter 24, verses 12 and 13. I know T.D. Jakes likes to quote that passage a lot. And I love it. Then I sent the hornet before you, and it drove out the two kings of the Amorites from before you. But not by your sword or your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and cities which you had not built, and you have lived in them. You are eating of vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. So this is God saying, look, when I bless your life, you're going to have things that you did not build, that you did not toil for. Basically, he's reminding you, there won't be, when you're walking in my kingdom, under my authority, in my government, there's going to be amazing things happen in your life. You're going to be resting under the yoke of Jesus. And you're going to get results nonetheless, even if you're not heavy toiling and sweating. Even if you're not heavy toiling and sweating. Okay. Yeah, and so in closing, uh, I'd like to talk to you about um, how we may feel as well. You know, a lot of people in different, in different areas of personal development, depending on what field of work you're doing as an entrepreneur, but I've seen firsthand a lot of uh, home-based business owners, you know, a lot of coaches talk to people and say the biggest problem is that a lot of people quit, right? A lot of people quit mindset they quit the trainings they quit the business they quit everything because at one point without god you feel like you eventually have reached the end of yourself like physically speaking at one point some people have just quit because it's just too crazy the crazy hours there's no balance um you know so many things are the perspective you know how they work their mindset uh, the fact that it's, you know, like I said, depending on who you listen to, you know, if you're a Christian, then 
You have to feed yourself spiritually. Some Christians don't even have time to open their Bibles because they're so focused on making money and it's so much much more urgent because they're, they believe they're doing it for their children and paying the bills and this and that. And then next thing you know, God takes uh, the back end and you know whether it is going to church or just taking time in the Word, it just everything is derailed because their sole focus is working on their mindset in a secular environment, feeding themselves with secular information, and then working on the action that's going to produce the activity, right, of whatever it is that the, the activity that's going to produce the income. So I just want, that's just an example for home-based business, but it could be in another type of business as well. It could be in anything. At one point, even physically, even if you're an athlete, at one point you reach the end of yourself. You need more. You need God. You need kingdom thinking. You need to apply kingdom mindset because otherwise you will feel like, like Sebastian said earlier, you're on this hamster wheel that never ends and you're just running, 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 running and never see the end of it. And there's just, you don't see the blessings and God doesn't want that for us. So mm-hmm. we know instinctively, we know that we can't continue like that forever. Like people will burn out at one point. So that's that's why we wanted to really clearly explain, not dissing, not saying that mind you know working on your mindset is negative we'll keep it up we said that through the whole podcast but we really wanted you to see how when you're focused more on kingdom mindset yeah and you know you focus on the scriptures that have to do with kingdom and have to do with your wealth and god's promises god's promises and how he sees you and understanding and and you know digging deeper exactly to climb higher like we always say because it's really important for us we had been personal development for a while uh, working our mindset had great teachings uh, part of the john maxwell team so we had access to gold as information oh, yeah. when it the comes best to trainings personal in the development world for, for mindset absolutely. exactly and even even with all those amazing trainings we realized that you know that's why there, we wanted to do this podcast we felt that there was something missing exactly there were pieces of the puzzle missing and we really believe that it has to do with how you see yourself as a christian um you know debunking those religious beliefs and we're gonna work with you guys in the next few weeks we're gonna prepare content that's gonna help you understand more of what we're learning as well and um and help you have a stronger king kingdom mindset yeah so we can't teach you everything obviously in one podcast but I hope that this really, really helped you to understand a little more about what it implies in your life and how it's going to help you having a strong kingdom mindset. Yeah, and like my, like Liz said, and we said many times during this podcast, mindset will help you tremendously to unlock many, many uh, locked doors on your path, okay, on your path to growth. And it's going to be a wonderful thing. Uh, but if you overdo it, and I think there is a, a, a such a thing as overdoing it, okay, if you overdo it, well, it's just like the book of Ecclesiastes says, you're going to be in pursuit of wind. Eventually, you're going to be in pursuit of wind. And that's just not right, okay, for a child of the king. A strong kingdom mindset will eventually lead you to the realization that his power is made perfect in your weakness. And that is something that is so counterintuitive. I mean, that verse is like the anti-personal development verse of the Bible. It's like praising weakness? Are you kidding me? 
It's like, you know, mindset and all these things are all about strength and empowerment. And, and now you read that and you're like, what? Well, yeah, because when you reach the end of yourself, in other words, when you've done your best, when you've given it your all, that's when he steps in, if you will let him. If you, if you keep trying to chomp at the bit, you, just, you keep trying to do it yourself, he won't. But when you reach the end and you go like, you know what, God, I did my really right, my 100% here, my best in this endeavor. I need your help here. I, I need, if I'm going to go farther, you need to help me, give me the wisdom, uh, uh, make something happen. And then you can pray for specifics in that particular uh, venture, whatever you're trying to do. So, uh, yeah, so it leads to kingdom mindset will lead you to a more balanced lifestyle where rest doesn't make you feel guilty. It leads you to the knowledge and peaceful acceptance that only he is truly limitless. While you will continue to seek to better yourself and your circumstances, it will be done through his grace and through his power. So this trust in him will lead you, just like Psalm 23 says, green pastures and still waters notice it's, it doesn't say i'm going to lead you to the crowd and <laughs> through the, no it's going to restful more like ooh, this is this is nice green pastures ooh, still waters i love still waters so we want you to do a test this week we we had a lot of fun um analyzing regular mindset the strengths of it and and kingdom mindset the strengths of it and the differences between both do a test this week. If you want to delve deeper, okay, in what we just taught, go on YouTube and in the search bar, search for motivational videos, okay? Just write motivational videos and take the time to listen to a few. And you're going to see, you're going to notice, because I've listened to tons and tons of motivational videos when I first began my, my journey in personal growth and I loved it. It would pump me up. It's like... Um, adrenaline it's like adrenaline for your mind and basically it, it makes you feel like the hulk <laughs> you, you go like i'm gonna smash through walls today and you feel pumped up and if you're a woman you feel like wonder woman yeah and you just feel like you want to run through everything and just like smash and, and and crush it and yeah you're gonna do this and and you're gonna see how these videos work to build your mindset, okay? And then once you've done that, once you've listened to a few YouTube videos, just motivational videos, okay? Then go on YouTube again, go to a channel that's called, for example, The Lion of Judah, or just type Christian motivational videos. You can uh, type that. They have that. their own channel. Yeah, called there, the there's Lion a channel. There's a channel called Lion of Judah, or you can write Christian motivational video in the search bar. And listen to those. Now you're going to see the difference. You're going to see the, the power. Like one is, is, is like uh, an adrenaline rush. Okay. The first one's like adrenaline rush. And, 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 of manpower. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like when you take a Red Bull or something, you know. <laughs> and the other one is not on your own power. It's really different. You can, like can rely on a different source of and power. And it's more about your responsibility and stepping up into God's kingdom and what he wants you to fulfill as a, as a Christian for your purpose. Yeah. So it's more motivating you in that direction. Yeah, and it's going to give you a clear, like or maybe a clearer picture of what we're trying to tell you today about the difference between mindset and kingdom mindset. And, and we hope you appreciated that podcast. And before we leave, I promised my son 
He gave me a verse. He took the time to go in his Bible and search out a verse. He says, hey, Dad, you're doing a podcast today. I really want you to share this verse with the people listening. I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. He's nine years old. He's nine years old. And, <laughs> and we uh, got his verse. That and I got to chose... encourage him to search the scriptures, right? So he gave me that verse. And, and it, it's kind of a context, really. I mean, I, I'm, it's, it's not like Jesus wept, you know. If he brought me Jesus wept, I wouldn't share it with you because although it's a verse in the scriptures, it just doesn't fit what we talked about. But this one kind of does. So he gave me Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And he wanted me to share that with you guys. So don't be afraid to delve in the word this year, to recite the word, to learn verses by heart, and to say them out loud using your lips, your mouth, not just your memory, you know, scripture memory verses. We have that in all churches, scripture memory verses. But that has... Some power, but what has the greatest power is to utter these out of your own mouth. And it's just amazing. Joshua 1.8 says, let these words not depart from your mouth. So the mouth, the mouth, the mouth, speak them. Don't be afraid to speak them. So Liz, you can conclude this podcast. I'm kind of <laughs> done saying here. Yeah, okay. So, um, well, thank you for joining us. We hope that you learned quite a bit and uh, that this is going to bless you, that you're going to be able to use this in your life. And um, we're also going to recommend, we're also going to leave the the link to where you can get that uh, little, um, what do we call it? It's like a coin with the mustard seed inside. Oh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Because I really think that visually it's, it's really it's good to remind ourselves, you know, that with God and faith like a mustard seed, we All can... All things are possible. Ac- exactly. And we can accomplish quite a bit. So... Uh, Be blessed and thrive on. Thanks for listening to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.